This is the Internet Multicasting Service. Harper Audio presents William Shakespeare's Julius Caesar, in which a group of conspirators decide to kill Caesar because they are afraid he will seize power in Rome. Lucius, who's that knocks? There is a sick man that would speak with you. Caius Ligarius that Matilda spoke of. Boys, stand aside. Caius Ligarius, how? Vouchsafe good morrow from a feeble tongue. Oh, what a time. Have you chose our bread, Caius, to wear a kerchief? Would you were not sick? I am not sick. If Brutus have in hand any exploit worthy the name of honor. Such an exploit have I in hand, Ligarius. And you were helpful here to hear of it. By all the gods that Romans bow before, I here discard my sickness. Soul of Rome, brave son, derived from honorable loins, thou, like an exorcist, hast conjured up my mortified spirit. Now bid me run, and I will strive with things impossible, yea, get the better of them. What's to do? A piece of work that will make sick men whole. But are not some whole that we must make sick? That must we also. What it is, my Caius, I shall unfold to thee as we are going. To whom it must be done. Set on your foot, and with a heart new-fired I follow you. To do I know not what, but it sufficeth that Brutus leads me on. Follow me, then. Nor heaven, nor earth have been at peace tonight. Thrice have Calpurnia in her sleep cried out, Help, ho, they murder Caesar. Who's within? My lord. Go bid the priests do present sacrifice and bring me their opinions of success. I will, my lord. What do you mean, Caesar? You shall not stir out of your house today. Caesar shall fall. The things that threatened me ne'er looked but on my back. When they shall see the face of Caesar, they are vanished. Caesar, I never stood on ceremonies, yet now they frighten me. There is one within, besides the things that we have heard and seen, recounts most horrid sights seen by the watch. A lioness hath welted in the streets, and graves have yawned and yielded up their dead. The fiery warriors fought upon the clouds in ranks and squadrons and right form of war which drizzled blood upon the capital. The noise of battle hurtled in the air, horses with neigh and die men did groan and ghosts did shriek and squeal about the streets. Oh, Caesar, these things are beyond all use, and I do fear them. What can be avoided whose end is purposed by the mighty gods? Yet Caesar shall go forth, for these predictions are to the world in general as to Caesar. When beggars die, there are no comets seen. The heavens themselves blaze forth the death of princes. Cowards die many times before their deaths. The valiant never taste of death but once. Of all the wonders that I yet have heard, it seems to me most strange that men should fear, seeing that death, a necessary end, will come when it will come. What say the augurers? We would not have you to stir forth today. 
plucking the entrails of an offering forth, they could not find their hearts within the beast. The gods do this in shame of cowardice. Caesar should be a beast without a heart if he should stay at home today for fear. No, Caesar shall not. Danger knows full well that Caesar is more dangerous than he. We are two lions littered in one day, and I the elder and more terrible. And Caesar shall go forth. Alas, my lord, your wisdom is consumed in confidence. Do not go forth today. Call it my fear that keeps you in the house and not your own. We'll send Mark Antony to the Senate house, and he shall say you are not well today. Let me upon my knees prevail in this. Mark Antony shall say I am not well, and for thy humor will I spare thee. Here's Decius Brutus. He shall tell them so. Caesar, all hail. Good morrow, worthy Caesar. I come to fetch you to the senators. And you are come in very happy time to bear my greeting to the senators and tell them that I will not come today. Cannot is false, and that I dare not, false. I will not come today. Tell them so, Decius. Say he is sick. Shall Caesar send a lie? Have I in conquest stretched mine arms so far to be afeard to tell greybeards the truth? Decius, go tell them Caesar will not come. Most mighty Caesar, let me know some cause, lest I be laughed at when I tell them so. The cause is in my will. I will not come. That is enough to satisfy the Senate. But for your private satisfaction, because I love you, I will let you know. Calpurnia here, my wife, stays me at home. She dreamt tonight she saw my statue, which, like a fountain, with an hundred spouts, did run pure blood. And many lusty Romans came smiling, and did bathe their hands in it. And these does she apply for warnings and portents and evils imminent. And on her knee hath begged that I will stay at home today. This dream is all a misinterpreted. It was a vision, fair and fortunate. Your statue spouting blood in many pipes, in which so many smiling Romans bathed, signifies that from you great Rome shall suck reviving blood, and that great men shall press for tinctures, stains, relics, and cognizance. This, by Calpurnia's dream, is signified. And this way have you well expounded it. I have when you have heard what I can say, and know it now. The Senate have concluded to give this day a crown to mighty Caesar. If you shall send them word you will not come, their minds may change. Besides, it were a mock apt to be rendered for someone to say, Break up the Senate till another time when Caesar's wife shall meet with better dreams. If Caesar hide himself, shall they not whisper low, Caesar is afraid? Pardon me, Caesar, for my dear, dear love to your proceeding bids me tell you this, and reason to my love is liable. How foolish do your fears seem now, Calpurnia. I am ashamed I did yield to them. Give me my robe, for I will go. And look, where Publius has come to fetch me. Good morning, Caesar. Welcome, Publius. Caesar. What? Brutus, are you stirred so early, too? 
Good morning, Casca. I ask you, Gary, if Peter was near so much your enemy as that same angel which hath made you leave. <laughs> <laughs> what is the clock? See that he's struck an age. I thank you for your pains and courtesy. See, Antony, that revels longer nights is notwithstanding up. <laughs> Good morrow, Antony. So the most noble Caesar. Let them prepare within. I am to blame to be thus waited for. Now, sinner, oh. now, Metellus, what, Tribonius, I have an hour's talk in store for you. Remember that you call on me today. Be near me that I may remember you. Caesar, I will. So near will I be that your best friend shall wish I had been further. Good friends, go in and taste some wine with me, and we, like friends, will straightway go together. But every like is not the same, O Caesar. The heart of Brutus yearns to think upon it. This has been Harper Audio. Harper Collins is the copyright owner of this recording and has consented to a limited distribution of Harper Audio as an 8 kilohertz computer sound file on Internet Town Hall. It is a violation of United States and international copyright laws to copy these recordings in any other way. Harper Audio is a trademark of HarperCollins Publishers, Inc. To order a copy of this tape or to request a catalog of all Harper Audio spoken word cassettes, please call 1-800-C-HARPER or 717-941-1214 or send mail to harper at town.hall.org. This has been a production of the Internet Multicasting Service. Support for Harper Audio is provided by HarperCollins and by Sun Microsystems and O'Reilly & Associates. Network connectivity for the Internet Multicasting Service is provided by UUNet Technologies and MFS Datanet. This is the Internet Multicasting Service. Hopper Audio presents William Shakespeare's play, Julius Caesar. Julius Caesar, played by Sir Ralph Richardson, is assassinated by a man he thought was his friend. I pretty boy, run to the Senate house. Stay not to answer me, but get thee gone. Why dost thou stay? No, my own madam. I would have had thee there and here again, ere I can tell thee what thou shouldst do there. Oh, Constancy, be strong upon my side. Set a huge mountain between my heart and tongue. I have a man's mind but a woman's might. How hard it is for women to keep counsel. Art thou here yet? Oh, madam, what should I do? Run to the capital and nothing else, and so return to you and nothing else? Yes. Bring me word, boy, if thy lord look well, for he went sickly forth, and take good note what Caesar doth, what suit has pressed to him. Hark, boy, what noise is that? I hear none, madam. Pretty listen, well. I heard a bustling rumor like a fray, and the wind brings it from the capital. Madam, I hear nothing. Uh, come hither, fellow. Which way hast thou been? At my own house, good lady. What is the clock? About the ninth hour, lady. Is Caesar yet gone to the capital? Madam, not yet. I go to take my stand to see him pass on to the capital. Thou hast some suit to Caesar, hast thou not? That I have, lady. If it will please Caesar to be so good to Caesar as to hear me, I shall beseech him to befriend himself. Why? Knowest thou any harms intended towards him? None that I know will be. Much that I fear may chance. Good morrow to you. Here the street is narrow. 
The throng that follows Caesar at the heels of senators, of praetors, common suitors, will crowd a feeble man almost to death. I'll get me to a place more void and there speak to great Caesar as he comes along. I must go in. I see how weak a thing a hard woman is. Oh, Brutus, the heavens speed thee in thine enterprise. Sure, the boy heard me. Brutus has a suit that Caesar will not grant. Oh, I grew faint. Run, Eusus, and commend me to my lord. Say, I am merry. Come to me again and bring me word what he doth say to thee. Touches us ourselves shall be last, sir. Delay not, neither. Read it instantly. What? Is the fellow mad? Sir, if they. What? Urge you your petitions in the street? Come to the capital. I wish your enterprise today may thrive. What enterprise? The Phileas. There you will. What did the Phileas mean? Cassius falls to beg enfranchisement for Publius Simba. 
I could be well moved if I were as you. If I could pray to move, prayers would move me. But I am constant as the northern star, of whose true fixed and resting quality there is no fellow in the firmament. The skies are painted with unnumbered sparks. They are all fire, and every one does shine. But there's but one in all doth hold his place. So in the words, furnished well with men, and men of flesh and blood and apprehensive. Yet in the number I do know but one that unassailable holds on his rank unshaped of motion. And that I am he, let me a little show it, even in this. For I was constant symbol should be banished and constant do remain to keep himself. O oh, Caesar! Hence, wilt thou lift up Olympus? Great Caesar! Doth not Brutus bootless kneel? Speak hands for me! <sighs> ah! 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 People and senators, be not affrighted. Fly not. Stand still. Ambition's debt is paid. This is the pulpit, Brutus. And Tassius still. Where's Publius? Here, I'm quite compelled to this Stand fast together, lest the friend of Caesar should not outstanding. Publius, good cheer. There is no harm intended to your person or to no Roman else. So tell them, Publius. And leave us, Publius, lest that the people rushing on us should do your age some mischief. Do so. And let no man abide this deed but we the doers. Where is Anthony? Let to his house of men. Men, wives, and children scare crowds and the runners if we're doomsday. Peeps, we will know your pleasures. That we shall die, we know. Tis but the time, and join days out that men stand upon. Why, he that cuts off twenty years of life cuts off so many years of fearing death. Grant that of any death of benefit. So are we Caesar's friends, and have abridged his time of fearing death. And let us bathe our hands in Caesar's blood up to the elbows, and besmear our swords, and walk we forth even to the marketplace, and waving our red weapons on our heads, let's all cry peace, freedom, and liberty. Stoop then and wash. How many ages hence shall this our lofty scene be acted over? In states unborn and accents yet unknown. How many times shall Caesar bleed in sport that now on Pompey's basis lies along no worthier than the dust? So often that shall be, so often shall the not of us be called the men that gave their country liberty. What shall we for? Aye, every man away. Brutus shall lead, and we will brace his heels with the most boldest and best hearts of Rome. This has been Harper Audio. HarperCollins is the copyright owner of this recording and has consented to a limited distribution of Harper Audio as an 8 kHz computer sound file on Internet Town Hall. 
It is a violation of United States and international copyright laws to copy these recordings in any other way. Harper Audio is a trademark of HarperCollins Publishers, Inc. To order a copy of this tape or to request a catalog of all Harper Audio spoken word cassettes, please call 1-800-C-HARPER or 717-941-1214 or send mail to harper at town.hall.org. This has been a production of the Internet Multicasting Service. Support for Harper Audio is provided by HarperCollins and by Sun Microsystems and O'Reilly and Associates. Network connectivity for the Internet Multicasting Service is provided by UUNet Technologies and MFS Datanet. This is the Internet Multicasting Service. Harper Audio presents Scenes from Julius Caesar by William Shakespeare, featuring Anthony Quayle as Brutus, who explains at Caesar's funeral that he killed Caesar for patriotic reasons. Receive the benefit of his dying 
a place in the Commonwealth as which of you shall not. With this I depart, that as I slew my best lover for the good of Rome, I have the same dagger for myself when it shall please my country to need my death. Countrymen, let me depart alone, and for my sake, stay here with Antony. Do grace to Caesar's corpse, and grace his speech, tending to Caesar's glories, which Mark Antony, by our permission, is allowed to make. I do entreat you, not a man depart, save I alone, till Antony have spoke. Let him go up into the public chair. We'll hear his words when he comes. For Brutus' sake, I am beholding to you. What does he say of Brutus? He says to Brutus' sake, he burns himself beholding to his own. This has been Harper Audio. Harper Collins is the copyright owner of this recording and has consented to a limited distribution of Harper Audio as an 8 kilohertz computer sound file on Internet Town Hall. It is a violation of United States and international copyright laws to copy these recordings in any other way. Harper Audio is a trademark of HarperCollins Publishers, Inc. To order a copy of this tape or to request a catalog of all Harper Audio spoken word cassettes, please call 1-800-C-HARPER or 717-941-1214 or send mail to harper at town.hall.org. This has been a production of the Internet Multicasting Service. Support for Harper Audio is provided by HarperCollins and by Sun Microsystems and O'Reilly and Associates. Network connectivity for the Internet Multicasting Service is provided by UUNet Technologies and MFS Datanet. This is the Internet Multicasting Service. Harper Audio presents the funeral scene from Shakespeare's Julius Caesar. Mark Antony, played by Alan Bates, stirs up public sentiment in favor of the deceased general. Lend me your ears. I come to bury Caesar, not to praise him. The evil that men do lives after them. The good is often interred with their bones. So let it be with Caesar. The noble Brutus hath told you Caesar was ambitious. If it were so, it was a grievous fault. And grievously hath Caesar answered it. Here, under leave of Brutus and the rest, for Brutus is an honorable man. Oh, hey! they all, all honorable men, come I to speak in Caesar's funeral. He was my friend, faithful and just to me. But Brutus says he was ambitious, and Brutus is an honorable man. Oh, hey! 
He hath brought many captives home to Rome, whose ransoms did the general coffers fill. Did this in Caesar seem ambitious? When the poor have cried, Caesar hath wept. Ambition should be made of sterner stuff, yet Brutus says he was ambitious, and Brutus is an honorable man. You all did see that on the Lupercal I thrice presented him a kingly crown, which he did thrice refuse. Was this ambition? Yet Brutus says he was ambitious, and sure he is an honorable man. I speak not to disprove what Brutus spoke, but here I am to speak what I do know. You all did love him once, not without cause. What cause withholds you then to mourn for him? Oh, judgment, thou art fled to brutish beasts, and men have lost their reason. Bear with me. My heart is in the coffin there with Caesar, and I must pause till it come back to me. He thinks there is much reason in his saying. Though consider rightly of the matter, Caesar has had a great wrong. As he masters, I fear there were a worse come in his place. Archie, his words, he would not take the crown. Therefore, this certain, he was not ambitious. He found so somewhat here and hide it. Also, his eyes are red as fire with weeping. A noble man in Rome, and everything. Now mark him, he begins again to speak. But yesterday, the word of Caesar might have stood against the world. Now lies he there, and none so poor to do him reverence. O oh, masters, if I were disposed to stir your hearts and minds to mutiny and rage, I should do Brutus wrong and Cassius wrong, who you all know are honorable men. I will not do them wrong. I rather choose to wrong the dead, to wrong myself and you, than I will wrong such honorable men. But here's a parchment with the seal of Caesar. I found it in his closet. Tis his will. Let but the commons hear this testament, which, pardon me, I do not mean to read. And they would go and kiss dead Caesar's wounds, and dip their napkins in his sacred blood. Yea, beg a hair of him for memory, and dying, mention it within their wills, bequeathing it as a rich legacy unto their issue. We'll hear the will. Read it, Marquette. The will, the will. Have patience, gentle friends. I must not read it. It is not meet you know how Caesar loved me. You are not wood, you are not stones, but men. And being men, hearing the will of Caesar, it will inflame you, it will make you mad. Tis good you know not that you are his heirs, for if you should, oh, what would come of it? Read the will. Will you Will you stay a while? I have all shot myself to tell you of it. I fear I wrong the honorable men whose daggers have stabbed Caesar. I do fear it. You will compel me then to read the will. Then make a ring about the corpse of Caesar, and let me show you him that made the will. Shall I descend? Ah! And will you give me leave? Ah! Descend! You shall have leave! The wings stand well. Stand with the body! Stand with the soul and the Nay, press not so upon me, stand far off. Ah! 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 
If you have tears, prepare to shed them now. You all do know this mantle. I remember the first time ever Caesar put it on. It was on a summer's evening in his tent. That day he overcame the Nervii. Look, in this place ran Cassius' dagger through. See what a rent the envious Casca made. Through this, the well-beloved Brutus stabbed. And as he plucked his cursed steel away, mark how the blood of Caesar followed it, as rushing out of doors to be resolved if Brutus so unkindly knocks or no. For Brutus, as you know, was Caesar's angel. Judge, oh, you gods, how dearly Caesar loved him. This was the most unkindest cut of all. For when the noble Caesar saw him stab, Ingratitude, more strong than traitor's arms, quite vanquished him. Then burst his mighty heart. And in his mantle, muffling up his face, even at the base of Pompey's statue, which all the while ran blood, great Caesar fell. Oh, what a fall was there, my countrymen. Then I and you and all of us fell down whilst bloody treason flourished over us. Oh, now you weep. And I perceive you feel the dint of pity. These are gracious drops. Kind souls, what weep you when you but behold our Caesar's vesture wounded? Look, you hear. Here is himself. Mark, as you see, with traitors. Oh, hideous spectacle. Oh, noble Caesar. Oh, awful man. Oh, traitor. Oh, most bloody side. We will be defended. stir you up to such a sudden flood of mutiny. They that have done this deed are honorable. What private griefs they have, alas, I know not that made them do it. They are wise and honorable and will, no doubt, with reasons answer you. I come not, friends, to steal away your hearts. I am no orator as Brutus is, but as you know me all, a plain, blunt man that love my friends. And that they know full well that gave me public leave to speak of him. For I have neither wit nor words nor worth, action nor utterance, nor the power of speech to stir men's blood. I only speak right on. I tell you that which you yourselves do know. Show you sweet Caesar's wounds, poor, poor, dumb mouths, and bid them speak for me. But were I Brutus, and Brutus Antony, there were an Antony would ruffle up your spirits and put a tongue in every wound of Caesar that should move the stones of Rome to rise and mutiny. <laughs> go to do you know not what. Wherein hath Caesar thus deserved your loves? Alas, you know not, I must tell you then, you have forgot the will I told you of. Here is the will, and under Caesar's seal, to every Roman citizen he gives to every several man, seventy-five drachmas. Hear me with patience. 
Moreover, he has left you all his walks, his private arbors and new planted orchards on this side, Tiber. He has left them you and to your heirs forever. Oh. Common pleasures to walk abroad and recreate yourselves. Here was a Caesar. When comes such another? This has been Harper Audio. Harper Collins is the copyright owner of this recording and has consented to a limited distribution of Harper Audio as an 8 kilohertz computer sound file on Internet Town Hall. It is a violation of United States and international copyright laws to copy these recordings in any other way. Harper Audio is a trademark of Harper Collins Publishers, Inc. To order a copy of this tape or to request a catalog of all Harper Audio spoken word cassettes, please call 1-800-C-HARPER or 717-941-1214 or send mail to harper at town.hall.org. This has been a production of the Internet Multicasting Service. Support for Harper Audio is provided by HarperCollins and by Sun Microsystems and O'Reilly & Associates. Network connectivity for the Internet Multicasting Service is provided by UUNet Technologies and MFS Datanet.